Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. My name is MT Omani and welcome to a new episode of On The Table. This is the podcast where we bring Christians together who have different perspectives or from different parts of the world and we're going to tackle a problem, an issue, a question. We're going to put that question on the table, right? You get it? Um, and we're going to talk about it. And today we're talking all about Christians, money, living sacrificially, giving sacrificially. We've invited rich Christians around the table. I can see they all, they all look, they're dripping. I think it's the term that's often used today. Um, and, and we're going to talk about just all the issues pertaining to kind of giving and living sacrificially. So if you're a Christian who makes money, then this podcast is for you. Um, and I'm going to start... <laughs> Say that again. Do I need to leave? No, no. Okay. You look like the richest one here. Oh, whatever. Your jumper has three colors. Wow. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's the glory of the Lord. <laughs> so I'll stop. My name is Mike Omni, um, and I, I lead an amazing charity called Our God Given Mission. And to my left, we have... He's on his phone. Are you, you going to pay attention? Oh, hi. I'm just getting up a scripture. So are you just... Uh, Trying just, to be prepared. Just cashing the check or, you know... <laughs> I'm Emmanuel Hammond. Um, I'm in my mid-20s. A little bit further above. Um, I'm a photographer, or you can say a visual artist. I do more than just video, um, than photography. I do video. Um, I create for brands, companies, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's my day to day <laughs> living. Um, um, yeah. Love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Mwaka. Um, I'm also 20 something. I work in TV. Um, I also am a Christian and I believe in Jesus. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Can't wait to get into all that money, that TV money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, I am, my name is Lois, and I'm a photographer and graphic designer in Manchester. And yeah, as Mark said, I'm a Christian before anything else. Christ like, because the word Christian, if you, okay. Yeah, stop it. I feel like when you're amongst Christians, <laughs> we do like, too much. We just, I don't know how, you just like, you just want to be, you want to be like a super Christian. No, so literally, so I was going to get into the, the debate or discussion, but I want to just, I, this isn't on the kind of thing I've been given, but I think we should probably ask this to start with, which is like, I do think when it comes to money and Christians, it's a really, really taboo taboo relationship <laughs> yeah. right I, either you talk about it too much or you don't talk about it enough and so let's try and strike a balance you know i'm just gonna ask you the, the tough one right at the start is it is it okay for christians to be rich yes that's just me yes i i, I believe it is yeah i disagree yes. okay i, I think, think christians should give everything away i'm joking I'm oh joking. whoa <laughs> that's nearly harder <laughs> So Christians given is a joke to you, is that what you're saying? I, so <laughs> j j just to go on top of that, this is actually a lot of people's perspe perspective. They said Christians aren't supposed to be rich. They should be given everything away if they're true followers of Christ, because that's what the disciples did. And there's many references in the Bible where people gave everything away. Yeah. The book of Acts kind of thing. But that's not that doesn't mean a rich Christian can't be rich. So I completely agree with Lois. You can't be a Christian and be rich and still give a lot away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. so. I think I think we can be rich as Christians. I think a lot of it has to do with having a balance. Like Emmanuel said, it's not I give everything away. There has to be an element of wisdom involved and it's about stewarding over what you do have, over mm -hmm. the resources that you do have. So I have a car, which is amazing. I'm not just going to give away my car to a four-year-old because I can't drive, but it's like, with my car, I'll use it to serve people. Okay, I'll drop her from church. Okay, I'll help that person move out or move in. 
um there's a balance i think that balance is attained by wisdom okay so let, let's let's press into that a bit then because to be rich you have to have a lot of money mm-hmm. right um and so you have to keep a lot of money i would imagine as well you have to save a lot of money rich people have a Savings. higher pr- pr- a propensity of saving than, than spending so i totally buy the point on you know steward what you have you know whether you have 10 pounds or 100 pounds mm. power of the talents or the talents you know what, what whatever you have you, you use effectively but when we're talking about being rich in the uk i remember um I was, I was on twitter and i saw someone another person had become a billionaire you know another person had become a billionaire and i just thought you know yeah well done i was happy for them obviously i'm sat in my one bedroom apartment you know, retweeting, <laughs> going, happy for you, Bob, right? But, but then, I thought to, then I thought to myself, someone asked the question, is it possible to be a billionaire without exploiting people? And I thought, hmm. But then I, as a Christian, right, I then thought, is it possible mm. to be, like, a billionaire and, like, Christian? And I say that not because, like, oh, as a billionaire, I can't give a life to Christ. But mm. on your road to a billion, surely that the Holy Spirit is screaming at you, give it away, give it away, <laughs> give it away. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say my, my position here, but what do you guys think about that? Yeah. This idea of a super rich person who's got all these savings mm-hmm. and they're giving away a bit of it, but they've still got a billion. Say, say Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. He's worth 58 million, if I'm not mistaken. If you did, were, you say, did you say 58 million? 58 billion, sorry. Okay. <laughs> if he were to give it away, you know in three months he makes that billion back. If he, he, if he were to give away that 58 million, you could be a Christian. Who knows? He's not. I don't know. Who cares? But, um, I care. I, I, care. Want, I, I, would, I would like him to be a Christian. I, I come to my church. Faith book. But, um, um, yeah. Faith book. Faith book. Yeah, I dare. I dare. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That was really good. That was it, very it's, good. It's patent. Good. No, I'm joking. But rich, yeah, rich people are so good at puns. This is amazing. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Crying. Um, but yeah, I I had an issue because I jumped on the bandwagon. You have Jesse the Plant, Creflo Dollar, all these people who are multi millionaires, and people are like, why do these pastors have private jets? It's unnecessary. We do not know what they do with their finances. That private jet could be five percent of their income. They could be throwing all of the rest of the money away. Then people go, do they need a jet? Why can't they go on economy? That's none of your business. <laughs> if, 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 well, well, I, I think it is your business if you go to their church and you're the one who gives offering, which in turn pays them to do that stuff. But, but then, then it becomes the thing of a pastor. Can a pastor be rich or not? Can I have this or not? No, like, but so I, I get what you're saying. The reason yeah. I jump in is because remember what I said at the start about the whole... I think we often have these conversations conversations on, on extremes. People say what you said at the start, give everything you have away, right? Or people go, uh, you know, I need to have a private jet. And it's like, hold on a minute. Surely there's something in the middle, right? Surely exactly. there's, surely there's, a, there's a, you know, a balance, right, Thank to strike you. as well without being at the both extremes of, you know, should Christians be rich or, or should they be poor? It's like, how about just being content? Mm. Like, what about First Timothy 6.6? 6? What about yeah. godliness plus contentment being a great gain? Okay. What about that? Is, is that something we're willing to talk about? That's the conversation. No one wants to have. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. So, okay. So, let's press in then to the, obviously the point of this one because the Bible speaks extensively about giving. Christians yeah. should give. It says it over and over again. Why do you think there's so much of an emphasis in the Bible about sacrificial giving? <clears throat> oh, sorry. I felt like everyone was looking at me. I was just clearing my throat. Um, hallelujah. But I will speak if that's the vibe I'm getting. Um, I feel like it's one of the fundamentals of Christian faith is giving. Um, Christ was a perfect example of someone that gave their life, um, even in the midst of wrestling or 
thinking, do I really want to give it, you know, at Gethsemane when he was praying? Um, and he was like, Lord, if, if it's possible, take this cup from me, take this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Micah was playing with my toes under the table. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, that sounds way worse. I hit her toe by accident. <laughs> what you said implies intent. It also has... <laughs> 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 None of I got distracted. <laughs> She said, my, like, I'm there, like, kneeling down, like, like, like with my hands tickling her toes. This, this is not, this is an assassination of character. I need my lawyer present. Sorry, oh, go ahead. I digress. Sorry, you, digress. you were at Gethsemane, that, yes, that, that historically funny uh, story. Go on. Not at all. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, Jesus gave his life, and even at the time where he was thinking, should I really give? Um, he still said, nevertheless, let your will be done, and he gave his life for us. There he goes again. Um. Yeah. So G- Jesus set the example, basically. Yeah. Sorry. You're saying that Jesus kind of set the example of yes. giving, and women to kind of model him. No, yeah. James five nineteen. That sorry, John five nineteen. We do what we see our father doing. That kind of stuff. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even in um, I think it's in Philippians two. He speaks about how being equal with God, he didn't consider it robbery to make himself in human flesh and come down and humble himself as a servant. So there's an essence of, yeah, us emulating exactly what Christ did, giving when we don't feel. It. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> giving when we don't feel like giving. Mm. Mm. Uh, Lois, you you have your hands folded like a like a. Mm, interested. <laughs> what are you thinking? No, I, I I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. With what? Um, with sacrificial giving. <laughs> 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 no, I think I think um in all seriousness, <laughs> um, and I think I think we should give out of our love for Christ. So it should be a thing where it's like, um, I think maybe this will probably, it's a conversation we'll probably have like later on, not not later on, but in, during this podcast. But um, yeah, yeah. Basically, we should give out, out, out of our love for Christ. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's actually really interesting, the fact that the Bible focuses on money. I'm sure you've heard different pastors say it, like, Jesus <laughs> talks about money more than anything else in the New Testament. And, I actually haven't counted the systematic theology uh, theologians out there w- w- can actually give you the amount of times God spoke about it, but, but I don't have that to, to, to hand. But one of the reasons I think he does it is because I think money is sticky. And people don't like mm-hmm. to admit that. They're like, oh, you know, it's just money. It comes and it goes. If I lose it, I'll make it back. And it's like, it's a yeah, lot more. but when you have money, like when I, when I, if I get, if I get an invoice land in my, my bank account, I, my, my impulse is like mine save mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, put it into your savings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hide it away that's literally my natural impulse yeah. and so i don't have that with anything else like i don't like like if i'm eating a bag of crisps whatever after the third one i'm like does anyone want the rest it's just a natural impulse for me to kind of be like who wants the rest i've never went on a shopping spree and at the end went who wants the rest of the money like ever <laughs> and i don't think that would ever happen so money has a different quality it, it, it wants to stay hidden it wants to stay buried so I think one of the reasons the Bible emphasizes giving is because it just crucifies that that love that we have. That it just feels great when you know you've got like six thousand pounds in your bank account, mm-hmm. and you're sat in a conversation like they don't even so, know, yeah. they have no clue that I just had an invoice paid last week. You know, <laughs> it, it's yeah. it, giving crucifies it. Maybe that's why God does it. Well, most Christians know that it's important to give. But we still struggle with giving. And I can put my hand up and say, for a long time, when mm-hmm. the basket came over during offering, 
I would pass it to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the honesty for me. You know, yeah. and, and, and so, so I struggled with that. Why do you reckon people struggle with actually giving? I think it's understanding how valuable it is to God. Because if, for, for whatever reason, an unbeliever comes to Christ, and it's his first Sunday at whatever church, and the pastor goes, hey, so you have to give you 10%, or oh, we're now taking our tithes and offerings. He won't know why he's given. It's, it's a week into Christianity or into being a believer. And um, he would have to be educated on why to give. <clears throat> so I do believe there is a, you, you should understand why you give. I'm just going to read a scripture if I, can mm. get, if I can get to it. But Second Corinthians 9 verse 6 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That's literally the Bible saying, when you give, God is going to bless you. It's literally it. It's as simple as that. Like, and when it becomes hard to give, I think giving gets better the, 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 the more you get to know God. When I say better, not necessarily, oh, you give more. That could be it, but it becomes more sacrificial. You're like, okay, I need to give because this helps the next person. For example, I believe that tithe, I was against tithe because I hated so many things, but tithe was a big thing in the Old Testament and it was old customs. But then in the New Testament, Luke talks about it, but from a different perspective. So giving the tithe was, belongs to God. But I was against it, so I think it's becoming knowledgeable on what the word says, and understand it, understanding that it doesn't ha- your type doesn't have to go to a church. I sometimes spend my tenth, which I give every month, on the homeless, or I bless a friend, or I bless wherever God leads me to. Yeah. Not necessarily a church; it's just what we have made it that it should go to a church or a system, or yeah. But again, it's I feel that's my case. Yeah, yeah. Lois, I, I <laughs> go. What, what do you What do you think? No, I yeah, I I liked the verse he used. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you just stay, like, you just stay no, with no, the Bible. Like, no, well, yeah, I'm staying with the Bible, in the Bible. Whatever's in the Bible. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. one thing that I one thing that really helped me in the past when it came to giving was I remember when um I used to struggle because I I not because sh- I I didn't really think it was that deep especially because we're not no longer under the law um so i didn't think it (laughs) was um yeah i didn't think it was necessarily that serious like i wouldn't it's like i wouldn't miss heaven if i didn't um give offering or anything um but then i started to understand that number one in that verse when it said um um something about cheerful cheerful give god loves a cheerful cheerful, yeah so it's like yeah basically so it's like if you give and you're not really you're reluctant in giving your giving isn't from the heart it's don't give (laughs) because god isn't going to accept that so you just you just tossed your money away for free um so i think even in that that verse i've learned to give cheerfully and if i don't just hold it back because god is not good to accept. that's interesting so on that point i I totally get what you're saying by the way Mm -hmm. um you know, it's not about the, the, what you're given. It's with the heart with which is coming, right? But but as it pertains to church and in the church context, and obviously when we hear about tithing, introducing it in the first testament, it's it, it's within that context of church and yeah. the upkeep of the church. 
I just, I don't know. A part of me thinks about this situation where you've got a church of 400 people, the roof's leaking, but but people aren't cheerful. And so the le- the roof stays leaking because <laughs> they're like, I shouldn't give because it's not cheerful giving. Okay. You know? And I'm like, is there a point where we're like, yeah, but there's, there's a certain amount of money we need to contribute to the upkeep of the yeah, church. Yeah. I.e. there's a need. We need to meet this need. It's great if you're like feeding, you're feeding it, Mm-hmm. But we actually have a need to meet, and we need people to come together to put money towards meeting it. You know, but what 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 happens if people take what you're saying, which I is certainly true, it's biblical, yeah, yeah. and they kind of stretch it to that extent of, you know, until my heart kind of no, aligns with I, this I, giving, I don't need to give. I I no, I completely get that. I think when you get to a point where you're, um, I think my 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 focus is when it's like. You're giving, but you're like, oh, I don't want to just take the money. Mm. That's when I'm like, that's disrespectful. First of all, you you doing too much, um, and then just take keep your money. If 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 it's that much of a burden to you, God doesn't need your money. Mm. So it's like, okay, keep your money. That's that's my. But I think if it's to do with giving, oh, I, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> if someone can take that, but yeah, that's that was what my focus yeah, yeah. was on I basically. Hate, I hate. Sorry, I totally hear you. Um, there was something I was going to say. I like what you said about cheerful giving. And I also like what you said about, I, I think I'm paraphrasing here, but um, when you grow with God, you give more. Or like yeah, when, yeah, when yeah, you have a strong relationship with God, yeah. it feels like you you give with slightly more ease. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, giving became slightly easier um, when I had my heart postured in a place of gratitude. Mm. And I think it's, uh, John the Baptist said it. He said, um, a man receives, receives nothing except to be given to him from heaven. So everything so I have, comes from, comes from I can't claim it as my own. Even Abraham, mm-hmm. it's like, God's okay, steward. Isaac is your son, but yeah. sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. You can't claim anything because God gave everything. Every yeah, good and perfect gift comes from above. The Father of lights, human, and shadow of turning. So it's me saying, I'm grateful for the, for the things I have, and I'm grateful that I can steward over them, but I would never close my fist to you and say, actually, no, it's mine. I gave it, of my, I gave it to myself. Well, this is mine of my own accord. Never that I release it to you because I recognize you're the giver. Mm-hmm that's mm-hmm. my yeah no that's that, that, that's very good that's very strong mm-hmm. it's it's i mean the bible says that the power to make wealth comes from god so yeah. even before the money the ability, the ability to make yeah, it yeah, even yeah. belongs to him so exactly. he owns the resource you know and he's the source, he as source it were. Yeah. so and and for me that that's that's that changes everything because then even when you look at tithing mm-hmm. when you look at tithing from a kind of First Testament, you know, Old Testament perspective, it is 10%. We're talking about the Levites, you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, not even just money, you're talking about kind of wealth there. But in the New Testament, if you apply gospel lenses to it, well, God owns 100% of your money. He does. Yeah. There's no 10%, he owns every single bit of it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, th- treating money as though it was hot is probably the best way to realize that, which is you get it and you, you get rid of it. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with having lots of money. The issue is keeping lots of money yeah. and withholding lots of money and burying lots of money. Mm. However, a very practical question for us then, because I, I get we're all like, yes, give away your money, serve the I Lord. didn't say that. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I find it sometimes Double. difficult. Yeah. Um, that's all happening, right? But then, and I get asked this, like, especially for, by some of my younger brothers, they'll be like, so how am I meant to plan my life? If I'm like, okay, I'm 23, I just got my first job, I'm on 30K, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving like hotcakes, mm. right? But how do I, pl- how do I save for a house? <laughs> you can still- How do I do this, these things? Because remember, and I want someone to do this as well, like to flesh out what would be my sacrificial giving? Because we, we're talking about giving here. I, I, I was waiting for the time to drop that card of, so when is it sacrificial? You know, but, but how, do I, how, how do I actually plan my life while still kind of trying to give away give sacrificially mm-hmm. you know 
it's it's quite broad you have this whole thing that some entrepreneurs do live off save half live with, live off 10 percent and s- do invest the 40 percent. there's different things that you okay, can do with that. Like that well i know you're rich, <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> what entrepreneurs do you know that can live on 10 percent in retrospect but um basically <laughs> what i'm saying is like there is a way for example if uh, if i'm making 100k i can live off 10 percent. most people can live off 10 percent if they have that amount of money <laughs> if i'm living at home if if i have yeah. 100, if I have where, where will ten thousand? where can you live with ten thousand pounds well, there's places there's places but okay S- just just in perspective that was not the best scenario to give but say you're making a, a whole lot of money half a million pounds you can live okay. off 10 percent, but that's not yeah. everybody's reality <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen half a million pounds. Or, or, I would love to. Though. Or say you live of half. You live of half. Info at Mark. <laughs> I've been to everything. You live of I'm half not. and then 40% you invest or you save kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Like that, if there is a routine that you can plan around, from that 40% you can give sacrificially. But then there's also the spiritual side where God made, God is a million times half, half the let me start again English take your time brother God has a million times told me personally I had to give everything away in certain scenarios wow like literally when I say everything away empty your bank accounts multiple times and I thought like oh God I, I, God, am I sure that I'm hearing from you mm. you know but the thing is I've heard when God has said oh actually rather than giving 12 pounds give 13 or actually I want you to double that or I want you to triple that and this is also to do with like he knows what a sacrifice can be for yourself so when we give yeah. a cheerful giver is actually him empowering us to give in the first mm-hmm. place so it's not just like okay ah i've given my tithe and all of a sudden this asking for offering like i gave my tithe no there was a different i had to go back to the bible and understand why does the church ask for offering and for tithe when there is a clear description <laughs> in the bible why there is two <laughs> separate things i'm like i've already given Don't so but yeah it's it's one of those i feel like you can plan around it by first of all what a practical step just giving out that 10 percent, and then whatever is on your heart to give thereafter and then yeah. you work with the rest sometimes what i know what i used to do is like oh i forgot to give my tithe when i've already spent like 80 percent, and then the 10 percent is hard to do it's like oh god god will understand i will do it next month yeah. but it's, it's best to do it as soon as the money comes in then you also don't have the burden of like oh it's out of the way he deserves it first and sometimes he may want 50 percent. so it's it's according to where your heart is with your relationship with God, like um, um, Moaka mentioned, gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And planning around that, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with your thing. I think a lot of it is wisdom. And it's just slipped from my head what else I was going to say. Um, I also think that it's about um, not valuing or esteeming anything above Christ. So at any point, if you ask for your hand in something, you're able to release it freely. Um, I also feel like i've lost my point we'll come back to you you but but (laughs) are you closing (laughs) thank you for having me folks no we'll we'll come back to you because because i you've raised some super important point we should probably do a couple of clarification points as well when we say give to god really that's just a catch-all term we're saying because mm. normally it's actually given to other people yeah it's yeah. blessing other people it's empowering other people it's given to your church sometimes it's even blessing you you know that's right. i was also going to mention sorry Go ahead, to no, cut you off um you know when you said um um sometimes you would you wouldn't give to your church 
mm-hmm. but you would give to a charity. Is that what you said? Just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. Mm. So I think, I don't know if if someone wants to enlighten me on that because I think sometimes I have, sometimes I have an issue when it's like your, because your church is technically your family, right? So it's like, everyone's like, no. No, <laughs> no you're like, right, no, you're right. No, my family. Um, no, so your church is like basically your family. So I'm like, would you feel comfortable providing for um, people that are not your family first? It's wherever the spirit leads. So it's not so much like, oh, I'm not giving to the church. It's where I feel directed to. So it's not like, I'm not going to give to the church because it doesn't belong to the church. There's no, 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 not like that. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think it's a family thing or like where it should go to first is wherever my heart directs me to give. And that's different for every individual. Okay, yeah. do, okay. do, do you know what one practical way because i can give a practical practical example of this mm-hmm. um of course it's going to differ based on what church we're talking about yeah. um because there's some churches where the meat the need is so immediate mm-hmm. that you haven't like you really should be helping that that church yeah, they're yeah. about to close and literally a note to pastors who may be listening as well you know when i was growing up you know i remember because money was so taboo pastors would often dance around like the whole given thing Mm -hmm. and what's needed so they would and people may have bad experiences of pastors unfortunately manipulating scripture just because they're like okay i can can count on no no, i mean that (laughs) but even stuff like you know okay i don't want to because if you're a pastor you try and plan you know there's a women's conference coming up you're planning for that you're planning for looking after the widows whatever it is and you're thinking okay cool i need money and you're going okay how can i get money you're going i can't just wait for people to feel the 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 spirit to give <laughs> so so let let me just guarantee 10 percent. Okay. so that way i'm going to come out preach 10 percent. god you don't steal from god don't rob from god and that's a way for them to kind of be able to plan and know that look at that amount of money is coming in so i get the impulse and the desire unfortunately the net impact of that is it just ruins people's relationship with with giving i want to think about money they think about god is god's like the bailiff you know it's <laughs> like wow. where, where's the money where's wow. the money don't wow. rob god don't rob god and it's like Ugh, that's not quite right <laughs> but 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 here's here's the kind of practical way some churches actually contribute to overseas aid i know churches that give to rwanda to yeah. you know to mozambique so on and so forth and so if you speak to your pastor and he's like you know what yeah like we we give twenty thousand a year to to mozambique to, to help out what's going there um and in speaking to him you have a bit of money that's that you come in that you come into and you have a chat with him and he might even say oh yeah you can you can give it straight to them and that way we won't give to them that 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 quarter will give and so so it's it's not even as simple as like you give to your family so to speak it's like if you're talking to the pastor if you're active in the church mm-hmm. you're aware of what's going on in the church it may be the case that you come into 10k and the pastor goes actually sister Bissy is really struggling this month. Mm. Let's direct that 10K into. So it's yeah. not like you're just giving to like the bank and then you just cross your fingers and whatever they do with it, they yeah. do with it. It's like you're part of an active community <laughs> mm-hmm. where you know the needs and you and you even and even if it's not money, you want to meet the needs. If you're yeah. a lawyer, you got someone who's kind of maybe struggling with their papers. You kind of go, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I work in this area. Yeah. You know, I work in TV. Let me help the the media department because mm. you know their announcements is not here. And you know, kind of you, you get the gist. You know, that that's just sorry. People are pointing at each other on the podcast. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> turn sure to this. Go, go sure on yeah. top of what you said, Michael. Like speaking to the pastor, I have a multiple occasions when I would say not spirit led, but like <laughs> gone to the pastor and said, "What do you do with the money that you get in offering?" And I did that politely and I asked him because you have the right to ask that if you're a church member and there's, I don't know, churches say, oh, we don't have a budget for the musicians. Oh, I don't have a budget for, I don't know, the, the whatever team kind of thing. And it's like, okay, but 
I gave I gave uh, nine thousand pounds. This could have covered the rent here. Apparently, is five hundred. What's going on? It's not so much about knowing what's going on because God said just give. A lot of people say, oh, I don't give to the poor because they're going to use it for drugs. It's not about what they're going to use it for. God said, those who give to the poor lend to the Lord. So it doesn't matter. Okay, you don't want to give, buy them food, go for a coffee with them. But people have made a thing of like, I don't know what my money is going to be used for. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it to church. And that can be an issue also from how the church has presented it to their congregation. There's some churches where the moment you come in, you're like, oh my goodness, they're, they're the ones that make you feel pressure to give. That is wrong. And that can even make people run away from church. I've spoken to so many people who have left the church and said like, oh yeah, all the pastors do is take money. I was like, they don't. But because that's all they know, it's become a thing for people to know like the church is still money. Church, it's not even known for salvation. It's Jesus not even Christ. known for Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, Jesus. Gone, it's got that bad. So I think again, this goes back to the church presented it the right way. And also like us knowing that no matter what the church uses it for or how things are going, we should just give because it belongs to the Lord. So that should be the foundation of everything. Qu question yeah. for the ladies. What What is sacrificial giving? Hmm. After you, Lois. After you, Marka. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I had time to think, you know, reflectively about an answer. Um, what is sacrificial <laughs> giving? And they call that shade. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'll just go. But I think um, sacrificial... Hmm, English is not for the week. Um, sacrificial giving is... Uh, uh, hmm. I think I would say number one, it comes from the heart. Number two, um, it's it's not necessarily when. Okay, plain and simple. I think sometimes it's when you don't necessarily have it to an extent or w want to give it, but you do it anyway, um, and you just yeah. I think that's what what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I googled oh, by the grace the, of God. The Webster Dictionary or something. <laughs> no, sir. It's just it's just a Wikipedia because people um, actually write Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it says an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. We must all be prepared to make sacrifices. Does it go into kids? <laughs> I missed the joke. I don't even know what the joke is. But it's, yeah, giving something away that you deem valuable or esteem as important um, because you've been asked to mm -hmm. by someone important and someone yeah. valuable. So, so, so how do we navigate then giving sacrificially? Because there's giving, which we mm -hmm. kind of talked about extensively, and then there's giving such that it hurts or at least it, it, it gets to that stage where you're like, uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, that we need we need to feel that a whole lot more than we currently feel i think because that's when you know that something's been it's like going to the gym isn't it mm. you know you can go to the gym and lift weights that are super comfortable and you you'll you'll leave and you will not feel like you went to the gym you know whereas you go to the gym you you tear some muscle fibers you'll know Crazy. like you'll you'll feel it <laughs> you'll feel it and, and the next day the next month even mm. you'll feel it so if we think givens like you know um going to the gym and, and it's something you should do frequently. You should give mm -hmm. all the time. If you, mm -hmm. if you stop giving, the, you have muscle atrophy. It becomes harder to give. The more you give, the easier it becomes, so on and so forth. How, how do we make sure we're getting those sessions in where we're giving sacrificially? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to stretch this gym out Jesus, too much. <laughs> no. And we're on the treadmill, <laughs> and then we do a <laughs> chest session. No. Too much, too much. Too much. <laughs> oh. um, we should give per periodically, uh, meaning done at a regular 
basis we should plan for it proportionally and in private that's what i got from from scripture because scripture said we should give pri- privately kind of thing because there's a mm-hmm. whole there's something about it um i think it becomes a sacrifice when you know it's a sacrifice for yourself like I, there is there is a place when you give where like god this is a bit tricky but it belongs to you the lady i was about to say the lady with the issue of blood but the lady who only <laughs> had half a coin in the bible the widow the widow, yeah, and she gave her last. Uh, don't you think it's weird how like we we don't know their names? Yeah, <laughs> we just call the did, widow. Did, did she have a name? <laughs> she no, didn't. she she didn't. She didn't. No, she didn't. She just no, called her know. the the woman with the. She gave all she had. Yeah, yeah. she gave she she gave all she had, and it was was um again paraphrasing. Was it half coin or, or something like she that? She didn't have a lot. She didn't have a lot, yeah, but she yeah. gave it because yeah. she she trusted that she would reap a reward <laughs> from it. She had half a coin. <laughs> <laughs> she would have had to cut the coin. Like, like oh, there, there is no currency that goes down to half a coin. Because <laughs> oh, oh, how, how would you then get a full coin? You, <laughs> you, you, you'd have to basically, you'd have to stick it together. <laughs> <laughs> Could we stay on topic? I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of someone saying, I'm half a coin short. <laughs> She she yeah. had a coin, which was her last coin. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, she had she had a coin, and she gave it. That was her last coin. A lot of people would say that's your last one. God will understand. But she gave it from a sacrificial place to the point where she's like, God, I'm giving everything I have because you can give me more. Like I think we should always be in that place where we're giving more than we we maybe desire desire to. to mm. You know. I think um, it's also um sorry sir I think it's also too important <laughs> hallelujah I think it's also too important <laughs> slow down take that is it all got water for Mark <laughs> wait for me I think it's also important to note um that giving isn't just exclusive to, to monetary value mm. you can give of your time you can give of advice you can give of so many different things that obviously, that obviously I can't name um so we should recognize that primarily mm-hmm. i also think it's important to dismantle this fear of lack um because sometimes we're thinking okay i'll go back to tithing or just monetary giving just for now if i give 10 percent, i'll only have 90 but actually 90 is more than 10 so you mm-hmm. you have more than enough there um quick, and quick maths <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes god is like asking how much do you want to keep as opposed to how much do you want to give hey wow the feeding of the 5,000. Come on. And Jesus was like, you know, these people have been with me for a long time. They're going to faint if I send them home. What can we do to the disciples? And the disciple says, oh, there's this boy here. I'm paraphrasing, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he's got two loads and there's a few fish here. And the boy gave it away. I don't know who the boy is. I don't know what his yeah. name is. Hallelujah. It's the boy with the barley loaves. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave it. And look what God did. He fed 5,000 people. Come on. And he was probably looking at this, these two loads and five fish like, wow, I've made it like this is crazy, look at my five fish. And he was gassed about it. But God is actually like, well, actually I can turn it to 5,000. So I think sometimes you have to think when we give God something, he wants to multiply it. He wants to redeem it for his glory. He wants to use it. He wants to transform it. And it's not about what can I keep and hide from him? It's like, no, what can I release to God? That's good. That he wants to bless, that he wants to share out, that people can feed from. Mm-hmm. Um, amen. amen. That's powerful. That gratefulness, it goes back to what you said at the start, but that it, it, having a grateful mindset mm-hmm. and just kind of, never holding on to anything too tightly as mm-hmm. a Christian mm-hmm. just holding on to, to things loosely knowing that 
God may may call on it, but also rather than waiting for these spiritual impulses, a need might arise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something as as Christians, especially younger Christians, we need to take more seriously when yeah. when we hear people are being persecuted in another part of the world. That is, to borrow your term, our family, mm-hmm. our Christian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't go. Someone else will do it. Well, mm-hmm. why not you? Why why not you? Why can't your five pounds? be part of the 100,000 they're raising, mm-hmm. right? Why, why can't your DNA be there somewhere, right? And and as a young person, I always thought giving was for older people. You know, it's something that people who are financially secure do, but I've realized if you don't give when you don't have, you're, you're not, gonna, not give gonna give when you, when you have do have. It's, yeah. just gonna, it's a muscle, it's isn't it? It's a life, muscle. Yeah. So the notion of, well, as I get older, I'm just gonna, no, you have to exercise to grow muscle. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a spiritual principle that whether you're, you're white, black, you know, light or, or, or heavy, that's just the facts. You have to exercise that muscle, otherwise you just don't have it. So, you know, whether it's you have 20 pounds surplus or you have 200,000 pounds, you know, where are your priorities? What matters to you? I used to tell some young people, younger than me, I should say, I'm quite young, but <laughs> I would say, they'll say, I love God, I love God. And I would say, well, one of the major ways to know if you love God and to know what you really love is to take a look at your bank statement. Your bank statement will depict very clearly what you love. And for, and for, from, and for some of us, it is forever 21. That, that is the love of your life. When you sing, Jesus, <laughs> lover of, no, it should be forever 21. <laughs> I'm joking. Just a joke. Just a joke. Just a little joke to lighten the mood. But 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 the truth of the matter is, in your statement, where's your money going? We learned that where your heart is, or so where your money is rather, your heart will be there also. So the question is, you know, where's your money going, as it were? Because that that points to what you're what you're passionate about, right? Advice, or if you could go back and tell your younger self something about giving, you know, when you were sat down in the pews of the church, you know passing that basket to the next person. If you could go back now and tell your younger self something about giving that will transform how they think about giving, what would you tell them? Really simple. I'm sharing that scripture saying like, God loves a cheerful giver rather than, for example, how I was brought up was like, oh, um, here's one pound. On Sunday, go and give it. And I used to get excited. Mom, can you give me so I can go and walk, you know, to the front, do a little dance. And that is it's good because you're training the training up a child you know in learning to give but like it should always be like you're giving to god and this is what god can do for you even though you're four even though you're eight like you can tell a child to give because god loves you he cares for you he's able to give you <sighs> you're able to go to school some children don't have school blah 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 kind of thing so i i would say advice i would say advise children to just go to scripture yeah or teach them share with them sh- scripture like Giving is good, and it's why you should give, you know, yeah. I would advise myself, and I would say, uh, don't be afraid to give your last. Um, even just now, I was thinking about the widow that Elijah went to, and she gave the last of her food, and she was planning to die. And when she gave it, there was now an abundance of, I don't think it was oil and bread. Um, yeah, a jar of oil. Yeah, that story. Um don't be afraid to give your last. I would say, you know, scripturally, um, he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He is our good shepherd. We shall not want. There is nothing about the kingdom of God that speaks about you being in lack when he's our father. That's one thing I'll stand upon forever. Um, and even just giving outside of money. So giving my time or giving myself in prayer. There was a scripture I was reading today. Um, in da- Oh, that David said, sorry, in the book of Psalms. 
And he said, in exchange for my love, they have become my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Like you can, there are so many different ways you can give. Like let's not limit ourselves into different elements of what people think giving just is. Um, but expand yourself, understand what it is and give freely. I would I would say to myself again, yeah, and to others, um, that Christ has called us to um, steward. So it's not necessarily ours. So if you think of whenever you get something, don't think of it as oh this is mine, because um, I think once you stop thinking of it that way, you would start to think that okay this is Christ is calling me to just just look over it, and when He's told me to give it to just give it, yeah. So I think yeah to 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 remember that Christ has called us to just steward, that it's not fully ours, yeah. That's so good. So many different amazing things there. I would just tell my younger self as well to give my life um, fully because I think when you give your life fully, giving money is almost like a secondary thing. It's like, listen, God and gospel issues have my whole body. I'm awake thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about, like, I've given my life, you know, adding a hundred pounds is not going to be that, that, that much more difficult. It's still hard sometimes, but it's like that one, I mean, yeah, just that one will follow. If you've already, if if you're married to the gospel, that, that stuff will follow. I think this was great. So much value for people. Listen, if you enjoyed this episode, do share it with a friend. You know, we said it before. We need to have more conversations like this. So share it with a friend. Talk about it with your friends. You know, challenge each other, each other to give. Um, and if you've been blessed by this, then subscribe to the podcast. I believe you can live leave a uh, review on uh, Apple Podcast. I believe you can give five stars. I always feel like I overdrive and I like, give me five. I give you five. <laughs> Um, and uh, sorry, I always do this. I always do a Middle Eastern accent, which is a problem. But I'm working through that. That is that is a problem. But the truth is, there there is no representation. Sorry, that's something else. Okay, thank you for listening. Hope you were blessed. And uh, be sure to tweet uh, us what you think using the hashtag on the table podcast. Thank you, guests. You guys were amazing. Thank you for having us. No problem at all. No. Nope.